of the Emmanuel Pastors Podcast. I'm Nathan. I'm Theo. And uh, today we want to talk about death. <laughs> um, what happens when, when we die. We read in our Bible reading plan recently, Job 14, man who is born of a woman is few of days and full of trouble. He comes out like a flower and withers. He flees like a shadow and continues not. We are born in this world dying. And uh, maybe that's even more acute to us right now as we get death reports every day. 6,200 people have died in Cook County from covid this year. People are slipping into into eternity every second. Um, so that's what we want to talk about today. It's not to be unnecessarily morbid, but to be uh, yeah, realistic. <laughs> and uh, we want to, we realize that our job, our primary job as pastors is uh, is to prepare you to die well. Our job is not to entertain you and help you have your best life now and to keep you safe and happy and have happy marriages and well-running finances. You're going to die. You are going to die and face God. That's the single most important thing in your in your life is to prepare for that day. So... That's what this podcast is is about. Any introductory words, Theo, you wanted to set the stage with? Um, your, I think your you've mistake. set us up pretty 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 well. Um, I think no. Let's just jump into it. Like, what's the What's the best way for us to start thinking about what the Bible has to say about death? Um, what's the best way for, for Christians to think about this topic? And, and uh, how does that affect, how does uh, the Christian worldview change the way we think about death and change the way we uh, live our lives and, and orient ourselves around it? Um, well, maybe the first question is, where does death come from? What is death exactly? What's it? What's the significance of it? Um, I think the, the language in Romans five is is very very interesting and even more vivid right now in this uh, you know this world of, of a of a virus that we're living in of a virus that has entered into the world and spread all over right. Mm, yeah. um, the just as sin came into the world, this is Romans 5, starting verse 12, through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men. Right? The, this idea that uh, death is the, the legal, judicial consequence of sin. Uh, it's, um, 
it's a judgment that uh, that comes as a result of this fracture in humanity's relationship with God, who is life, mm-hmm. right? And so now, post fall, post entrance of sin into the world, every single person now stands under the judgment of death. Hmm. Um, I think I think you know reflecting on that that passage and how the Bible talks about death. I think uh, there, there's a couple things that like stand out to me thinking about it. Um, one is that it's 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 unnatural. Um, it's not. You know, I think. I think there's a lot of uh, messages out in, in different different spiritualities and stuff like that that try to say like you should, you know, death is a part of life, or it's it's um, you know it's right. It's not. It's it's just like human beings. You should accept this like this cycle of things and. That you have a limited time and stuff like that, um, and and that's I guess that's a way to like comfort people that like this is just an aspect of living. Um, but I think the Bible does a good job um, uh, validating those those deep seated feelings of, of grief and loss and wrong mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. uh, that that's something about. Uh, cemeteries and, and caskets and and corpses and stuff like there, there's something wrong with this picture um, it's not the way it's supposed to be and mm-hmm. and it, it points to a part of our world that's broken that's not mm-hmm. right um, right and that's because there's sin that's because there is a God who made us to know him and enjoy him forever and that something's gone wrong. We have rebelled and turned against this God, and now we are cut off mm-hmm. in our natural state from Him. And death is a constant reminder of that. Yeah. And uh, um, the good news of the gospel is that there's like that Christ has tasted death for us mm-hmm. and taken the judgment, so that the sting is is taken out of death, and there is the hope of eternal life. And we're going to get to that in a second. Yeah. But. Um, but we still, as we just read in our Bible reading plan in John, you know, Lazarus, Jesus wept at the death of Lazarus, and yep. and we're all going to die, but he is the resurrection of the life, and if we believe in him, we will live. Yeah. That there is now the option of life, the, 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 abili- the availability of eternal life through the salvation that's been accomplished in Christ, and that's glorious, but... But it, uh, we have to stare death in the face and take it very seriously. If we don't, we're not really taking salvation seriously. Mm-hmm. So, so like, let's like walk through because I, I mean, I just I want to be really honest. I don't want us to to just kind of try to deal with these realities, um, you know, in some sort of maybe Christianized version of of downplaying death. Um, like, let's really talk it through with just as much I mean obviously none of us have personally experienced it yet but uh, but I really want us to be ready uh, if if somebody in our church is gonna die of COVID or 
let's remember that there's still, you know, an infinite variety of other ways to die mm-hmm. right now that that could that could get you, you know, tomorrow, today. Some some somebody you're gonna somebody in our church is gonna die here soon. Uh, I want you. I want them to die fully aware of what's going to happen to them and thinking it through and and not just kind of blind and going into this blind um, and then you're going to see people die um, you're going to see your your parents die from COVID or cancer or something soon uh, have you ever had a close loved one die yet Theo? Um people around me that have um, and certain friends of the family and stuff like that but uh, I can't I, honestly I, I can't say anybody that that's like like rocked my world their, their death has um, okay I think the closest so one that's that, coming. that like yeah the, the closest one that, that happened to me was like a childhood uh, friend who um, uh yeah, he, we, we kind of parted ways for a bit, and then the last I heard about him, I was at his funeral because he he committed suicide, and that was that was pretty hard. Wow. But yeah, yeah. So you have some taste there. Yeah. And we're gonna—it's just gonna keep happening. The older you get, the more regular it's a part of your life, and and so there's a person that you knew, that you engaged with, you. You heard their voice. You knew their personality. You could call them anytime, right? Like you could, you can call your mom right now and talk yeah. to her. You know she's there. But if you got a call that she had died, she's she's not there mm. anymore. Like just something's gone, right? That life is snuffed out, um, and that's. It's appropriately alarming because it's happening to them. So what's what happened to that person? Where are they? Mm-hmm. You know, are they? What's that? There was a real person there that I had a relationship with that's just not there anymore. Yeah. Where are they? And then and then for me, you know, like I'm not going to just keep living forever. I that that day, every single day I wake up, I am one day closer. To that event happening to me, what's that going to be like? I mean, I guess it could be a, a sudden thing where you maybe have a tiny split second of some consciousness that, oh my gosh, that, that semi swerved into my lane and you're out fast. Or it could be a more prolonged uh, struggle, maybe uh, one of the worst ways I've seen someone die is from. ALS you just progressively maybe over a year just lose muscle and but then you're just kind of basically waiting to suffocate on your own saliva and there's going to come a a day when it just you can't swallow and there's going to be a few you know very torturous minutes of 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 trying to to bring in breath and you can't and it's going to you're going to panic um, laboring to breathe. What's that going to be like? Um, what do you, you need to know? What's what's happening to you? 
and 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 what's hap- what's next on the other side of that, right? Yeah. So that you're prepared. Um, is it okay to be afraid of death? Yeah, I think that, so. That sounds kind of scary, doesn't it? Yeah. Um. I mean, there's always that like. I think I think you know we, we just need to be real honest like it, it's it's a deep unknown and we don't know where it's gonna like none of us have experienced it um, we don't know what happens at the other side of that from like an experiential point of view uh, right um, we have we have God's promises which we're gonna get through in a second that we have to take yeah. on faith yeah. that's the only way to face this but right but we've, I've had miniature experiences that I think God uses to prepare us. I mean, I've had times where of really, really bad sickness, um, where I felt like I was dying, or even just this week I went on a on a run, and I, I hadn't been running regularly, coming out of quarantine and COVID for myself, and mm-hmm. and I um, I was I was like struggling for breath. Uh, at the end and mm-hmm. and it makes me think you know um, just like uh, it's a rehearsal for death Jonathan Edwards talks about this one of his resolutions was to think about his death regularly and, yeah. and it, God gives us these these periods where we kind of get maybe a little tiny glimpse of what it might be like to just have no health in our in our bones to feel so sick and to wonder like am I dying you know and it's and it is kind of scary. Like I can say when I'm feeling really great, I'm feeling healthy and vibrant and alive. I can talk about all this theology and uh, like, yeah, that don't be a problem. But then, you know, this week when I was fin- finishing my run and having a hard time breathing and want, like starting to kind of panic, like, is this, you know, and then thinking like, oh my gosh, when this is actually really going to happen for me, when I draw my final breath, that could be a really scary time Hmm. um that like when your theology kind of you know sometimes in you're in the midst of a a moment your theology you can forget right and yeah and this might it might be painful it might hurt really bad you know if you're bleeding to death or something if um it, it might be really really scary to to be trying to have you ever had the the air knocked out of you yeah like your diaphragm hit and you like can't breathe like mm-hmm. it's it's terrifying so i think we can be scared of the process like oh how's it going to happen is it going to happen just peacefully in my sleep and i have no no struggle or i don't really want to suffer a, a long time and um, mm. that process can be uh, really scary but here's what we have to keep reminding ourselves: like, what's what's going to happen? Um, what's going to happen to us? Uh, so let's kind of walk through a, a personal eschatology from from the Bible and piece together what the Bible teaches of what happens in that moment, assuming that we're, you know, we we're not alive when Jesus comes back and we go through death. It might be really painful. It might be really scary. There might be some minutes that that seem unendurable, but it's going to come to an end, right? Mm-hmm. Something's going to end. 
when that person is now dead, I'm dead. Is that really the end of me? What happens in the next um, millisecond when my soul leaves my body? Sure. So there's um, you know there's a di- there's a couple different passages of scripture I'm thinking of that uh, come to mind when I'm thinking about this topic. Um, I think um, some some classic passages that that come to mind for me is. Um, Luke 16, 19-31, which talks about the rich men and Lazarus. Jesus telling the story of um, one man who was poor but loved the Lord and died. And immediately when he died, he went to be with, with uh, the Lord and, and Abraham. And then another man who was rich and had everything in this life. And then he died without the Lord and went to be separated mm-hmm. from from God's people forever. Um, so there seems to be indications there that um, you don't just cease to exist, that you still exist after you die in one of two places. Uh, and then you get into, you know, Jesus talking to the thief on the cross. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and um, you know... Luke twenty three forty three. Yeah. Today it you'll says, be with me in paradise. Yeah, so there seems to be, again, some more indications that, like, Jesus is promising that when you die, you don't just stop existing. Uh, You have some sort of existence, uh, either with Jesus or apart from Jesus. Um, Yeah. And then when you get into... Go ahead. uh, Yeah, well, well, when you get into, like, the, the broader, larger eschatology of the the end of all things in, in Revelations uh, 20 and well, 21. Let's, um, let's wait. Let's stop ahead. there for a second. Let's yeah. maybe talk through the, the, what's called the intermediate state a little bit more uh, before we get to the final state. Mm-hmm. Um, when Jesus dies, he, he gives up his spirit, which, which indicates that, and, and there's other verses you can point to, that there, that there is an immaterial aspect of you that is so in, in intertwined with your physical that that's how the normal you is supposed to be right yeah. a body and a, your body and it, it is you but then there can be when the body the brain waves stop and the, the heartbeat stops respiration stops your spirit can be given up and can still go on in some kind of conscious way being kind of kept by God who is a, a spirit and does not have a body like us mm-hmm. and our, so that realm exists and he can hold us in his his consciousness somehow and so that that part of you that thinks and feels and loves and dreams and fears and hopes and remembers and plans like that you still exists even though it's unattached to you yeah. in the in the in the in the in the tomb in the body in the grave and uh so you get that i mean jesus gave up his spirit and he said to that thief on the cross that today you'll be with me in paradise mm-hmm. 
both of those guys were their spirits were being severed from their bodies and yet there was this promise and a hope of some sort of conscious awareness that would happen that day um, at, on the other side of, of that death event other verses would be Paul in Philippians chapter yep. 1 verse 23 yep. where he says I desire to depart and be with Christ yep. to depart the body so yeah. Uh, he had an understanding that there was this soul that could still carry on a conscious existence after death. Second Corinthians five eight uh, to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. Away from the body and at home with the Lord. There's still a, a you that can be at home with the Lord if you're away from your body. Um, we don't desire to be unclothed in that language that he uses there it's it's not our ultimate goal this needs to be said really clearly which i i think i missed growing up in in the evangelical church i think a lot of people miss Mm. and i still hear it in funerals and death like there's just maybe there's people that believe there is life after death but uh that's kind of it is this your body dies that doesn't really matter you know but your soul lives on forever in yep. heaven, yep. and uh, and the Bible says yes, that is true. But and that's and that is going to be glorious. It'll it'll be it's to, to be with the Lord is is better by far. Right. Uh, it's it'll be good. It'll be a reward for those who are united to Christ. You'll you'll have you'll be in paradise with Him, and yet that's not the goal. And that's mm-hmm. not the end, and that's 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 just an intermediate step. And it's, uh, I I think the Bible talks about sleep a lot, like that you're asleep. And I think that's a the metaphor there probably has many different parts to it, but it uh, it's going to be like a good dream for for you if you're if you're trusting in Christ and He is your righteousness. He's borne all your judgment, so death is not a judgment for you and you are joined to jesus and the holy spirit lives in you and and you're alive spiritually already you've had a spiritual resurrection already when you die your soul severed from your body it'll be good it'll be a really good dream it'll be like you'll be aware like you know when you when you're asleep and you have a dream you you could be having a good dream but it's not real and it's it's not like you're it's not like being awake and actually doing things could be a little trippy sometimes I think that's what it'll be like for us the split second after our body and our soul is severed here that we'll be we'll still be aware we'll still be have a consciousness but it's not fully what we're supposed to be Hmm. Um, and then on the on the flip side like that Luke 16 passage of the rich man and Lazarus that Jesus talks about there there is like this shadowy realm of of the soul after death has two parts to it right there's the those who are in paradise and then those who are in torment Mm -hmm. and there's between them a great chasm is fixed that you cannot cross there's no chance after death happens your your eternal fate's sealed and your soul either goes to be with the lord or goes to be held for in in a dungeon for final judgment yeah and so think about that with with these 
6,200 people in Cook County that have died of COVID. That's not the end of them. That That's just, I mean, not even close. Like, their soul is either right now with the Lord because they trusted in Christ or in torment. A, a nightmare. That's sobering. And we got to remember this is what this is what the Bible teaches. Um, anything else you want to say about that? The intermediate state? Um, I think it's it's significant. I can't I can't remember the verse off the top of my head, but um, that that holding place for um, those kept in judgment. Uh, doesn't the Bible call it like a uh, like a type of second death, or am I like not remembering that correctly? Um, I think the second death is what happens at the at the next step, the okay. the the resurrection. Okay. Um, so your first death is a fi- a, your physical death. The second death is when you're raised and then sentenced to uh, eternal embodied. Um, darkness and yeah um, doom so, so maybe we, we can uh, yeah that's that's hell or Hades Tartarus is another Greek word kind of mm-hmm. talking about this this, holding this place. Uh, shadowy shadowy place of post-death pre-resurrection so but here's the final here's the the, the ultimate hope the blessed hope of the Christian is that there's going to be a resurrection of the dead. That soul and body are going to be joined together and reunited into a immortal uh, physical state. So not we don't just believe in life after death, but uh, as one person has said, life after life after death, <laughs> right? Um, that's even in the Old Testament. Parts of Job hint at it. Uh, Daniel chapter 12 talks about this time that many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt and then that's picked up in the new testament in john 5 uh, acts chapter 24 verse 15 there will be a resurrection of both the just and the unjust and then getting into revelation 20 that you were talking about that that um at the end of the at the end of 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 this world there's going to be a cataclysmic event whereby this whole cosmos dies and undergoes a transformation in a, in a resurrection including our physical bodies our souls that are kept safe with the Lord were kept in in a dun- in in, um, in holding for, for final punishment and will be reunited with a, a physical body that's raised and uh, and then come before the Lord for uh, the final sort of sifting and sorting to your eternal home, um, and uh, and that'll happen when Christ comes back. And we know it's going to happen. This isn't just fairy tale, because it, it actually started already when Christ's body was buried and then was resurrected. And he came back, his soul and body reunited, and and he was resurrected into a glorious, incorruptible, immortal body to live forever. And he's promised that that's the first fruit of the greater harvest that'll happen. 
yeah. and everybody will be resurrected. Uh, verses that teach that? What comes to your mind? Uh, the one that's like, I think, the classic verse. There's two that come to mind for me, like Romans Romans 5, which you're talking about with uh, Adam's death. It also says, like, just as Adam's death, or Adam's sin brought death to all men, so Christ's uh, life will bring life to to all. And so there's a connection there, a typology between Adam and Christ, uh, that what Adam did to to break the world, Christ fixes and renews Amen. the world. Um, the, the classic text for me that I, I really like to read and, and just think about in this topic is 1 Corinthians 15. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I, I, the section of it that uh, like stuck out to me right now that I'm, I'm just looking at is starting at verse 42. So it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown is perishable. What is raised is imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. Um, thus it is written, the first Adam became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. So, um, you see here this sort of understanding that the for the Christian, the, the hope that we see in Christ as the first fruit, that um, even in our painful deaths, even when we, we look and, and we see like, uh, loved ones suffering from dementia or their body breaking down and and the the effects of sin just just ravaging us all the way until mm. we, we wither to nothing um, for those who have faith in Christ uh, he undoes all the damage that sin does in time and when we're raised from the dead he the he he reverses the dementia we have full cognizance in the final resurrection he you know reverses the the whatever like illnesses or, or sicknesses that what plagued us in this life we, we don't have those when we're with, with jesus in the final resurrection we live as he wanted us to live whole mm -hmm. um and complete and and not just physically complete but but spiritually complete but rightly reconciled to god and his people forever mm. in the, in the new heavens and the new earth the home of mm -hmm. righteousness yeah yeah just a few verses earlier in first corinthians 15 uh, verse 20 in fact christ has been raised from the dead mm. the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep for as by a man came death by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead for as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. But each in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, then at his coming, those who belong to Christ. And then comes the, the end, which is just the beginning. Um, Colossians 3.4, when Christ who is your life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Maybe that's a little bit, it could be a little bit more vague, but here this one is super clear. Philippians 3.21. Mm -hmm. um, when we await a savior the lord jesus christ who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body mm -hmm. by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself that what he has 
in his resurrected body that we celebrate at Easter mm-hmm. is a prototype of what will be our body. It's, it's, it's the, the model car of what's going to come off the assembly line for every, all of us, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to be like him. Eating fish, talking, um, physically, physically alive again forever, never to die. Yep. That's uh, that's what we're looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So maybe um, just to put it really, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Like and one another angle to spin it out is like First Thessalonians uh, four. Uh, hmm. and Paul's talking to the Thessalonians they, they kind of have this thing of like you know well if you if you die before Jesus comes back does that mean like you're not going to see Jesus <laughs> and so Paul Paul tells them in, in 4.13 um, but we do not want you to be uninformed brothers about those who are asleep that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope for since we believe that Jesus died and rose again Even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Um, So, The Bible talks about this stuff a lot, Yeah. (laughs) right? Uh, and so we just want to make sure that we're really clear on this. Like, this is the most important thing. Like, we can talk about lots of other stuff and about, about this life, but it's going to end for you. You are going to draw your final breath. You are going to die. Your body's going to go into a grave or, or a crematorium or a burial at sea. But something about you is still going to continue. The most important thing to know and to do during your life here is to trust Jesus and to put all your eggs in that basket and to, to be joined to him and to be in a relationship with him that will carry you through that moment of death no matter how horrible it might be you can make it through you can make it through okay you're going to make it through and then there's going to be forever there may be an intermediate state of a, of, a, of a dreamlike existence and it'll be good it'll be rest for your soul you'll yeah. be with the Lord there'll be new intimacy and then mm-hmm. someday in his perfect timing, he's coming back to this earth to transform this earth and to raise every single body to reconstitute all those molecules that have gone into the whole ecosystem somehow. And his, he's, he's God. He can do it. And he's going to pull it all together. You are going to come back to life and live forever in an embodied existence in uh, this new world or in an unimaginable place of unending horror and emptiness and suffering and hatred and darkness and just awful that's 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 at stake okay so get right with jesus and trust him live with eternity in mind be ready to die you might get sick from COVID and die. You might get sick from something else. You might have another tragedy. Someone that you love is going to die soon. Be ready for it. Know what's coming. And um, if you have a, a last word you want to say, I have one more I would like to say and we'll okay. wrap it up. Yeah. Um, I think 
the the reading from from John eleven that we did about Lazarus. Um, uh, I've I've just been thinking a lot about the like like what the the interaction between Jesus and, and Martha in particular. Because um, you know Martha comes to Jesus and tells him like you know. Uh, mm -hmm. If you'd been here, like my brother wouldn't have died. But like I, like I, I know that God will give you whatever you want. Um, and and Martha, like from from the perspective of the time, she has good theology. Like she she knows the right answers, and she knows that there's there's a resurrection from the dead eventually. Um, but like that's not it's not really the question. The question for Martha was like. Jesus tells her, like, I'm, I'm the resurrection and the life. Uh, right. Do you trust me? Right. And to get you there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if, yep. if you, so, you know, we, we're saying all this stuff about like what the Bible teaches and you might have it all already know all this stuff down pat. Um, I think the real test for Christians right now and living in scary times and stuff like this is, um, do you trust Jesus now to get you through death? Um, yeah. And does that affect the way you live your life? Does it change the way you like live live our lives now in a world that's that's terrified? Um, yeah. I think yeah. um, one of the things that like this season of life has taught me, and, and reading through this and Ecclesiastes and uh, and some of the Psalms and stuff like that, is that. Um, I, I think like C.S. Lewis's um, learning in wartime just just really struck stuck out to me recently. It's like uh, like a pandemic, a war, and and these things like it doesn't change the fact that like you could die at any minute. It just right. wakes you up and makes you more aware of it and how hopefully. reliant. Yeah. yeah, hopefully, and then and just makes you aware of how reliant you are on God for every second that you have um okay. so i i don't know i've been trying to learn how to come to terms with the fact that that i could die at any moment and also come to terms with the fact that i can still trust jesus with that fact right and not live like the world that's basically yeah. trying the best they can to, to push this off as far as they can yeah um and live in that fear of death constant slavery well let me let me close with a poem that closes with the bible verse that uh has always just struck me as a profound poetic way to capture what's going to happen in that moment when you die this is uh alexander pope from uh lived from 1688 to 1744 owed the dying christian to his soul Vital spark of heavenly flame, quit, oh quit, this mortal frame. Trembling, hoping, lingering, flying, oh the pain, the bliss of dying. Cease, fond nature, cease thy strife, and let me languish into life. Hark, they whisper, angels say, sister spirit, come away. What is this absorbs me quite, steals my senses, shuts my sight? Drowns my spirits, draws my breath. Tell me, my soul, can this be death? The world 
recedes, it disappears. Heaven opens on my eyes, my ears, with sounds seraphic ring. Lend, lend your wings, I mount, I fly. O grave, where is thy victory? O death, where is thy sting? We love you guys. We'll talk to you later. Talk to you later.